Hi everyone, welcome back to Intangible Conversations. I'm Karima Alba for those who are new here. For this week's episode, it's all about nutrition and training. So if you are at the moment trying to get back on track or trying to bulk up, trying to get lean, trying to get stronger, um, and you are in need of some inspiration and some professional advice, then look no further because Amanda Adele is here today to share her knowledge and wisdom with you. Amanda is a trainer, nutritionist, self-care educator, and she happens to be coaching people online. So if you are looking for professional guidance, this is your chance because now she does online coaching because of the lockdown, of course. Make sure you follow Amanda on Instagram. That is body by Amanda. And I really hope you get inspired by this episode. So thank you again for tuning in. Don't forget to review or subscribe if you haven't already. And obviously, I really hope that you enjoy this episode and get inspired. So this is my conversation with Amanda. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the podcast. Welcome. I'm very excited to talk to you. Thank you, I'm excited as well. And to pick your brain, as they say. So you are a fitness instructor? Yes. So I'm actually an online fitness and holistic health coach. uh, And I specialize in weight loss and reverse dieting. I also work with pre and postnatal women. Oh, wow. Interesting. Very interesting. Cool. Um, Okay. So the first thing that I want to know, and I think the audience also wants to know is, um, how did you get into all that? What drove you to be doing what you're doing now? And how was that journey like for you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm from uh, New York. I was raised uh, in New York City. uh, And I got into um, fitness because I actually I grew up on Long Island, but I was like raised by New York City, I should say. Um, So my journey started out um, as an adolescent. I actually got into running myself uh, when I was in seventh grade. I had a a coach approach me and he was like, hey, heard you run a pretty quick mile. How about trying out for cross country practice tomorrow? And I was kind of like a troubled adolescence. Yeah, I I came, I, I was raised in like, a home that was like, you know, very abusive, a lot of crap going on that just was not fun for a young kid to deal with, no structure, no guidance. Um, so I was like, hey, why not? I'll, I'll show up for cross country practice. I did it. And as a young kid, when you happen to be good at something um, and you have nothing else really going for you, it can give you a sense of purpose and meaning, you know? Um, so my team became my family and my coaches became my, my parents pretty much. Um, so I, I happened to be very good at it. It built up my self-esteem. So it actually gave me half a scholarship to go to college. I never dreamed of going to college. So I wound up going to college as a cross country and track runner on a scholarship and um, I was the captain of my high school team and then of my uh, also college team, I became the captain. This was a division one, so it was kind of a big deal, but I stepped into that leadership role back then. And I just remember wanting to do the same that my coaches did for me 
to other people. I, I, it became very apparent that I was like, I like being in this leadership role. I like inspiring and empowering other people. How can I make this into a profession? You know, so, um, you know, I graduated college with a public health degree. So I loved being in the health space. I loved learning about nutrition and the body. And I just had no idea what I was going to do with it. I was like, I'm not going to become a doctor or a nurse. So I, um, I actually was hired for a big box gym in 2008 Equinox. And I, that's when I moved to the city. So I moved to the city back then and, uh, I worked for Equinox for three years. I learned a lot about training. Um, I got my certification there and it was a great experience, I think. I think when you're starting out as a coach uh, and you're, you're just fresh and you don't know a lot, you know, and you don't know where to start, it's such a good learning experience. You get to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. You know, uh, Equinox at that time, they had like a, an educational system that you went through. So it, it kind of forced me to learn and it put me right in the fire, you know? Um, and I got my experience that way. But after three years of working for Equinox, um, you know, they say when you're the smartest person in the room, it's time to get out. So I, I noticed I just wasn't learning as much anymore and I just wasn't feeling as inspired. So I went out on my own. I opened up my own online business and I was still doing in-person coaching. Uh, I did that for a year before I failed miserably. <laughs> I literally, you know, the thing about college and taking all those public health degrees, nutrition classes, they don't teach you anything about marketing and business. So that component of my business, I completely flopped out. At, you know, Equinox, the nice thing about working at a big box gym is they give you your clients. They hand them to you. There's no marketing. There's no business that you have to do, really. You know, they just spoon feed you clients. So that is where I just failed miserably and I had to learn a lot. So I went back and I worked for a small uh, boutique gym for two, two years. And in that time, I really developed my business. I was developing my online business, still learning about marketing, learning how to market my business, SEO, you know, developing a website, all that stuff. Um, and since I would say 2016, I've been out on my own and running my own online business. And I get to work with people now across the world, Germany, UK, the US. It's just, I, I love what I do. I'm really, really excited every day to wake up and change people's lives, you know? And I think the catalyst for me was having people in my life at such a young age do the same for me. So it's like, that's my calling. I wanna give back to any, anyone that, you know, needs help and comes to me. Wow, as I'm listening to, to your story, it's how crazy is it that someone comes into your life at a moment when you're, you're kind of desperate and they they kind of push you in the direction that changes your life and changes your path i love your story i had no idea <clears throat> that this was Thank how you. you got there so you at the moment have your own business um and yeah. you were talking about how difficult it is to to do the marketing side and i also think that like 70 percent of a business is about marketing, you know, if you don't get yourself product uh, out there, it's really difficult. I would like to get into nutrition, maybe um, as the first topic. So there's a lot of misconception about food 
in general. And we all know that a diet is a short-term solution. It's not, you know, you can't be on a diet for forever. Um, So what do you say to people who really struggle with their weight and just want to know, like, how do I, um, what do I do? What kind of plan do I make to, to not make food an enemy, I guess? Yes, the last part really resonates with me. Anyone who struggles with nutrition, um, I'm going to first really ask them what their relationship with food is. Like, you know, as human beings, we all just want to feel good. Our brain is always going to look for things to make us happy. So when we're faced with stressful times or under pressure, or we're feeling anxious, we're going to reach for certain things such as alcohol, drugs, sex, or food. Now, many of us use food as an emotional crutch, and this is normal, right? We have to destigmatize the idea that binge eating and, and not eating clean is a bad thing. First of all, what I like to address with clients is the fact that there is no good food and bad food. Food is just food, right? And I try to destigmatize everything that people have been conditioned to believe about food and nutrition from the diet culture. Um, If people come to me wanting to lose weight, the first thing I'm going to encourage them to do is change their habits because the success of losing weight and keeping the weight off comes from what we're doing in our daily routine, in our daily grind. It's not the things we do sometimes, it's adopting a lifestyle that's suited for your goals so that you can really ensure that these changes incur, but also they stay. Um, So it's really adjusting the client's uh, everyday routine and habits. So I'm always going to encourage people to, you know, drink a certain amount of water every day. Are you eating, are you eating your food while sitting down and chewing mindfully with no distractions? You know, are we beating ourselves up when you have, you know, more than a serving of one piece of cake, you know? So trying to end the guilt and restriction cycle for a lot of clients is where um, it comes down to, especially if it's somebody who's been struggling to lose weight and keep it off for a long time. I'm going to first go into what their everyday habits are, the routine, and try to adjust their mindset because we want eating healthy to be as normal as waking up every day and brushing your teeth. It's just something we do, right? It's just something that makes us feel best. So it's how I'm going to honor myself and my body every single day. You know, I want to show up as 100% my authentic, powerful, you know, true self. And when we eat like crap, you know, that's not really providing that for us, right? We're all, we're going to feel sluggish. Uh, you, you will even experience some brain fog. It will affect our sleep at night if we're not eating well. So what I really do with clients who want to lose weight is I dive into how is your mindset? How are you speaking to yourself? And what habits can we start doing right now in your everyday lifestyle and routine? I love that. It's so yeah. true. It's really, we are what we eat is, is a saying, I guess. Yes. If you eat shitty food, then you will end up feeling not so good emotionally exactly. and physically. Yeah. So I really love the, the guilt part when you were talking about making it a lifestyle. Uh, I mean, obviously we, we hear that all the time, but I don't think people 
really know what that means um, because if someone wants to lose weight, we always, we diet. We don't think that making that a lifestyle will, um, will be beneficial for us because we want to see results quickly. Yeah. And so we rush into it. And, you know, I speak from experience, obviously, you know, I've also been a victim of the whole diet culture. Of course, same here. <laughs> so, yeah, but it, it takes uh, changing your mindset about food, about um, why you're doing it. I think that just really knowing the reason why you are embarking on this health journey it's what's going to push you and, and make you move forward um, yeah. instead of just measuring yourself or like standing, you know, on a, on a scale or, you know, counting calories or comparing your, your body to other people's bodies. Yeah. I think we're all victims of that and we all yeah. do that. Yeah. So I just love how you approach your clients and how you um, you just like make them realize like it's all about mindset. It's all about, you know, the reason why it's, um, and I love that. It's a very healthy approach. So, um, mm -hmm. your clients must be really happy with your service. If I, if I hear you like this, um, so let's say someone <clears throat> has decided to, to start eating healthy. Um, and I guess the first couple of steps will be the hardest because you don't yes. know which foods you like, which ones work, which ones don't. What advice do you have there for people? Like if someone is like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to drink a lot of water and I want to be healthy. Like what is the easiest way, I guess, to get into healthy eating? So I, I always say, you know, the first thing that you need to do is address your everyday habits, right? Um, but start small, Smart, start with small goals to accomplish every week. And that's how I approach new clients as well. Like, I'll be like, okay, how much water do you drink a day? They'll say, you know, maybe a cup. I'm like, okay, we're gonna start out shooting for one liter every day this week. You don't wanna overload yourself with too many goals and get yourself overwhelmed because you'll give up and you'll feel discouraged and you'll say the hell with it. You know, I, I couldn't do this. So the first thing is to start small with, you know, setting small goals for you week to week, you know? And I say, after a couple of weeks, if you're still doing that, that goal, add in something else. Um, I always encourage cooking, cooking as much as you can for yourself, you know, uh, it, instead of ordering in or going out, it's just going to be a lot healthier to prepare your own food. You're using better oils. You're using less butter, less salt. You know what's going into your food, you know, and a lot of people have gluten intolerances or they, you know, food sensitivities. And when you just cook for yourself, you have much more control over what's going in your body. Um, so definitely making sure that you're cooking for yourself, you're setting those small goals week to week very slowly that you know you'll be able to accomplish. So we start getting that positive feedback loop going. So, you know, you feel good after seven days of drinking one liter of water. Yes, I did it. I can, I can do something else next week. I have all this confidence in myself and I'm changing my life, you know, instead of I'm going to drink three liters of water every day and I'm going to work out seven days a week for, and I'm going to do eight hours of cardio. That's just unrealistic. You know, so starting small, setting these goals, cooking for yourself, um, and of course, mindful eating. And so many of us, myself included, are guilty of eating and watching something on your phone, eating, watching TV, eating, doing a thousand other things. So when we practice mindful eating, it's just observing, simply just being present, 
to the meal you have in front of you, eating slowly, right? Putting the fork down between bikes, uh, observing the taste, the smell, the texture of your food. This satiates us on a mental level, right? You're filling your belly, sure. But if you're distracted and you're watching something on YouTube and you're shoveling food into your mouth, you're not fully present and you're not going to be fully satiated. There's a physical satiation and then there's emotional and you know mental satiation component that comes with eating. So those three things I would say have to happen. You know, Setting small but obtainable goals for yourself every week, start small cooking for yourself. I think that's a great goal in itself. So many people don't cook for themselves. So maybe that's the goal you start out with cooking for yourself as much as you can. I say at least 80% of your meals at home. And then the last component is just practicing mindful eating, you know, being fully present to your meals, observing the taste, the smell and the texture of your food. And yeah. do you believe in cheat days? Do you think that if you are on, um, if you make healthy eating a lifestyle that it's appropriate to use the term cheat day because I don't know, because for me, when people talk about their lifestyle and how healthy and clean they're eating um, and then they're like, oh, but on Sundays I have a cheat day. And I'm like, but if, if you're having a cheat day, then it's a diet. It's not a life. Do you agree with me or is it just oh, me? <laughs> that's 100%, you know, and, and being somebody who look, I have, I have partaked, partaken in the bodybuilding world, you know, and I stepped, I stepped in for, I think a year or two, I competed for one year, but I was in that world for about two years. And I, I stepped out because, because of that, you know, this idea that there's good foods and bad foods, and there's such extremes in that world that you're either competing or you're bulking and there's cheat days. And there's, you know, every other day is rigid and structured and blah, 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 and there's no variation. Um, so to answer your question, I do not encourage cheat days with my clients. Has it always been that way? No, I, it hasn't always been that way with myself. Um, but now I'm much more open to just eating, just monitoring myself and allowing myself. And I tell my clients the same thing to eat, whatever you want, you know, eat whatever you want on the, day, on the days that you want it, you know, because as human beings, when we're denied something or something is completely off limits, we actually want it more right? And that's when that binge and restriction cycle starts. So yeah. I do not, I'm not an advocate for cheat days. Not really. Yeah. So the rock, I mean, <laughs> have you seen like his Instagram pictures? Like he has food for what I eat in a week. He has it in one night and he calls it his cheat meal. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> it's insane. That, that guy, I think he eats like a pound of tilapia a day. <laughs> But it's the rock. Like, oh if my god! Do that. It's the rock. No, um, exactly. Can you um, maybe go into um, calories a bit? Um, let's say fats. You have healthy fats and you have unhealthy fats. Um, the amount of mm -hmm. calories that are in an avocado are almost the same as like a Snickers. I heard. Um, so how do you? I mean, obviously it's healthier to eat an avocado every single day than a snicker but can you kind of break down the philosophy of why you should choose an avocado instead of a snickers if you're on a diet because calorie wise they're the same but what happens with those two foods in your body is different right so i mean first of all 
how is a Snickers presented and how is an avocado presented, right? One's in a package and one is just a fruit, just a bare fruit, right? So there's your clue already that we have a processed product here and we have a pure, you know, fruit just from nature. There's no, there's no, you know, wrapping here and it's, it's just pure. So that's your first clue. And I, I always say to people uh, new to, you know, nutrition, wanting to learn things, stay away from the process stuff as much as you can. Sure. Calories do matter. They do matter when you are trying to lose weight or even build muscle, or if, if you're just looking to maintain, right? The thing that has to be accomplished when you're trying to lose body fat is to drop yourself into a caloric deficit. You need to be eating less than what you are taking, than what you're burning off on a day-to-day -day basis. So calories do matter. However, the quality of what you're eating also very much matters. So an avocado may be the same, like compared to a Snickers in calories, but what else do you have in that Snickers? You has you have processed chemicals, you have uh, sugar, you have added preservatives, you know, you have a lot of just fake fluff stuff, food that is designed to not keep you full. That kind of food is designed to keep you eating. It's, it's supposed to bypass your natural hormones, your ghrelin and your your signals in your brain to tell you I'm full, stop eating. Processed foods are meant to not affect you like that. So, you know, there's a, there, it's by science and design, these foods are not meant to make you full. So there is a purity that comes with an avocado where you don't have preservatives, you don't have added sugars. Sure, the saturated fat is high, but it's our good saturated fat, fats that we need, you know, whereas a Snickers, it's, it's poly, polysaturated fat, it's man-made fats, and there's added sugar, there's dyes, there's preservatives, again, and the clue to that is the fact that there's a wrapper on that piece of food, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy Snickers once in a while. Hell, I love chocolate. I, I, I indulge myself, but there's a balance. There's a balance yeah. that one should be looking to accomplish. Sometimes people really need to hear that it's not always about the amount of calories that you take in, but it's really about what the food does to your body at the end of the day. 100%. Um, yes. So Okay, so I'm very into, at the moment, into um, weighing or counting my macros. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very new to this, so <laughs> my protein and then the fats, I guess, are those like and the, the three things that you have to mm -hmm. take in consideration if you want to um, get in shape and lose weight sure. and get lean? Can you yes. get into that, into those three terms? Yeah, yeah. So... I do. Um, when people come to me and they want to lose body fat or even build muscle, I'm going to ask them what their relationship with food is first, because if they are somebody who is neurotic or they have had any kind of eating disordered or disordered eating habits in the recent past, then counting calories and macros can kind of uh, trigger those kind of tendencies for those people. But when push comes to shove, tracking calories and macronutrients is probably the most efficient way to get from one point to another, whether that be to lose body fat or build muscle. 
Um, so when you consider tracking calories and macros, calories are king, right? And it's what I went back to before. At the end of the day, we have to be eating less food than what we're burning off if you want to lose body fat. If you want to build muscle, there's a certain amount of food you need to be taking in, right? Protein is one of the most important macronutrients, and that's because it helps us build and sustain muscle. It also helps you feel satiated, so it's going to help you feel really full. Um, so that comes into handy, whether you're trying to lose weight or build muscle. Carbohydrates get a bad rep. Everyone's into keto diet right now, which is high fat, low carb. The problem with that is we need carbohydrates. I fully believe it. Most people feel great when they're eating carbs. Some people don't need as many as other people. The body, your body, my body, bodies, everybody is different. And our hormonal balance and our DNA and on a cellular level, we are different. And how we feel eating a certain amount of carbs, how I feel eating 200 grams of carbs a day could be very different from how you feel. I know I feel like crap when I'm eating a high fat diet and low carbs. You may feel great. You know, so considering the fact that everybody is different and, but also considering the fact that there's no reason to go to extremes. There's no reason to cut carbs, right? The thing with carbohydrates is it's the first fuel that we're going to use when we work out and our brain uses it for power and, and just to, for our thinking power. So we need carbohydrates. Fats are also essential for women on a hormonal level. We need fats to help stabilize us, our hormones, and to fuel us for our period, for our menses. It's all crucial to get a good amount of each. Um, but for people building muscle, it's especially important to make sure that you're having a lot of carbs. I would say if you're trying to build muscle specifically, like you want to put on muscle, if you're a big dude, you're going to be prioritizing more carbohydrates. If you're looking to lose body fat, you know, whether you be a man or a woman, that number can fluctuate, you know, your carbs can be a little higher or lower and your fats, you know, depending on the person can also be higher or lower. But I do believe that there's a certain amount of, we need all car carbohydrates. We need all fats. We need all uh, proteins. I don't believe in omitting one macronutrient mm -hmm. food group. I think we need them all. So for people who, who want to calculate yeah. their macros, you have the option to do it online. Do you know like mm. a good site or a way to calculate the macros that you want to? So take? here's what I recommend because th those are all guesstimates. They'll give you a ballpark, right? Mm. They'll give you a ballpark, but they're not going to be really spot on. If you're really looking to get serious about this, here's what I recommend. Track everything you eat as you are right now and you know, take the average of that after five to seven days. That's where you're at right now. Now, if you're somebody who's maintaining your weight, if you, you haven't put on weight at all and you're happy where you are, but maybe let's say I wanna lose 10 pounds you know, in the next three months or whatever it is, then you're gonna drop your calories from where that number is, right? You're gonna drop your calories two to 300 calories for the next 12 weeks. Uh, in order to lose that weight. If you're trying to build muscle, you're going to take that average and you're going to add two to 300 calories to that because we know we need to be eating more if we are trying to build muscle. Of course, a proper progressive strength training program should be done also uh, in conjunction with this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shift to um, 
working out the actual work <laughs> that has to go into building muscle and getting lean and losing fat. So um, do you recommend maybe a training program to your clients um, or people who are new to the whole fitness world? Like, do you recommend them to start with weights, without weights? Because I mean, obviously now during the lockdown, a lot more people are, most people are working out at home yeah um and so and i assume that not everyone has weights at their um mm -hmm. service so yeah. what do you recommend to people who really want to um to train at home but they don't have like equipment and they don't have the guidance of someone like you a professional who can tell them what to do um so is there any advice there just to get people started and to keep them on the right track yeah of course so anyone starting out um, who's brand new, let's say, to working out, um, mm -hmm. the thing about, you know, being so, we can access the internet so readily and easily is that uh, there are tons of free workouts that you can do. Um, so anyone who is new, though, I would recommend just starting with your body weight. Why not? Just start with your body weight, you know, making that mind-body connection in the beginning, learning how to do these exercises with good form is so mm -hmm. important. It's important to prevent injury down the line because the last thing you want to do is add weight to a dysfunctional movement pattern. If you're not mm -hmm. doing your squat right, if you're not hip hinging for your deadlift correctly and to add weight to that, that's a recipe for disaster. That's how we get hurt. So I would recommend anyone new do some research online, um, you know, follow a progressive you know, weight train resistance training program, but start out with your body weight, start out with your body weight, graduate to some bands. Like I said, the first thing you should make sure is happening at all times is that you, you have proper form, you know, mm -hmm. so make sure you're learning the techniques and the movement patterns really well, and make sure you understand what the mind body connection is because the breath is very much important as well when you're learning these patterns and these exercises. So learning how to move properly and breathe properly alone. That's a, that's a challenge for a lot of people. You know, that's a challenge for me. I am the worst breather when I do ab exercises. I yes. just, I hold my breath in and then I, I Keep feel like I'm hurting myself. Yeah. It's the, the worst feeling ever because you're like, I'm working and you're like, you know, doing your sit-ups and whatever, you know, the hell you're doing, but yep. you feel like it's not working because your breathing is not right. Do you have advice for that? Like, how do you breathe in and out during, let's say, an app exercise? Is there a right way of breathing? <laughs> yeah. So you're supposed to, I believe you're supposed to breathe on the exert in, you're supposed to breathe out on the exertion. So let's say for, mm -hmm. for example, if you're doing a push-up, you inhale as you push, as you lower down and you exhale as you push up. So oh, okay. yeah. yeah, on the exertion part, you're supposed to inhale in any movement. So when you're squatting, you take a breath in before you, you descend down, you hold your breath kind of as you lower down and then you exhale as you drive out of the hole. How long does it take for someone to see any results? Let's say you're working out four to, to five times a week um, mm -hmm. and you're doing 30 minutes, let's mm -hmm. say a day. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to see any results after a month or two or is it too soon? 
Um, I would say a month is is a little too soon. It takes uh, it takes a person if they're consistent in their workouts, mm-hmm. if they're consistent with their diet. It usually takes a person four to eight weeks for them to start noticing a change in their body, and it takes everyone else eight to twelve weeks to start noticing a change in their body. So results take time. They do take time, and it just depends on the in the, on the person, right. On your cells, on, uh, you know, your hormones, on your sleep, uh, and how consistent you are. If you're working hard enough in the gym, are you hitting your macros? Are you dieting below your maintenance? You know, what is happening on a day-to-day basis? So it's all about staying consistent and trusting the process and just being patient. It's hard to see results in a month. Um, and I just encourage people to not put a time stamp on it, you know, to try to just enjoy the process and look yeah. at it as a lifestyle change that you're going to be doing for a long time. So might as well just get used to, you know, enjoying it, you know, and, yeah. and looking at it as something that you're doing to honor yourself and your body rather than focusing on those results. Yes, I love it. And also we did not gain this weight overnight, so we won't lose it overnight. That's right. <laughs> Is that what they exactly. Say? Yes. Um, so do you have any uh, favorite exercises that, that you do? Yeah. Um, so I would say, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for just uh, weight training. I love the, the feeling that you get after weight training. You know, I started out as a runner. Um, and it's kind of, it feels similar to the way I used to feel my early days after running long miles or, um, you know, a workout, I don't run anymore, but, um, I still get that buzz after doing like a cardio strength training hit workout, you know? So I, I like anything that focuses me or forces me to be present in that moment, moment. Like I like Turkish get-ups. I like bottoms up shoulder press for, with a kettlebell, anything with a kettlebell. I love, um, I love sumo deadlifts. I'm just, I love that feeling when you're pulling oh, up the bar. No. It's the hardest thing ever. I I'm very bad at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, see, I'm tall. I'm five, nine. So squats are hard for me, but deadlifts on the other hand are easier because I have a shorter way to go, uh, rather than squat. You got to descend down. It's much more knee dominant and quad dominant. Um, but I just love the feeling of a sumo deadlift because I just feel like I don't train. I have to say I'm very guilty of not training abs. I'm not a huge ab exercise person. I get the abs during those big compound movements, like my sumo deadlifts, you know, and, and stuff like that. But because you can totally work your abs in those big compound movements if you have the right mind body connection. So I would say, yes, I would say um, my favorite exercise is sumo deadlift, uh, Turkish get-ups, um, Oh, I like kettlebell swings as well. Those are fun. <laughs> what about push-ups? Because I've been trying. Because um, it's the hardest thing for me. I've been practicing for a couple of weeks now, and it's getting easier, sure. but not as fast enough as I would like to. <laughs> so, yeah. do you have any advice for um, maybe how much do you have to train to be able to do that? To, yes. To- with the push-ups and the pull-ups uh, yeah. successfully. So if you want to get good at a particular movement, I recommend having it in your program at least three days out of the week. Mm. And 
that can be different variations, right? If you're trying to work on your push-up, you could do push-ups one day. Uh, the next day, you could do negative push-ups, and the following day, you know, the, there should be spaces like days off between these days, FYI. And the third day, you can do like a push-up with band resistance. You know, so there are tons of variations you can do for the particular exercise that you're trying to get better at. Um, and you say, let's say pull-ups, you want to get better at doing chin-ups. That's a hard exercise, right? So the first thing you should do is make sure that you're getting stronger in a pull-down, right? A, a close grip pull-down, right? Um, and then there's regressions that you can go from uh, with a chin-up, such as a banded chin-up, right? You can do a chin-up with a band to assist you. You can do the, the chin-up with a machine. Uh, you can do negative chin-ups where you just jump up and you hold it and you work that eccentric part of the movement you're still working those muscles right you're not actually doing the exercise but you're you're breaking that movement down and you're working on specific parts of that movement which in turn will get you stronger and one day you'll be able to do that exercise promise you for me, it's not about losing weight. I don't really care about losing weight. Um, I want to get stronger. Have you seen like the video that Brie Larson has posted on her Instagram where she pushed a Jeep? No. Oh my gosh. And she started out not knowing how to do two push-ups. She was not at all like strong. Like, you know, she was so bad at fitness. And after nine months of training, she, she got really strong and lean, not like bulky or anything, but just very lean and strong. Mm -hmm. And she could really push um, a Jeep on her own. And I was like, wow, that's a goal that I want to achieve. Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yes. That's amazing. That's so, because she's so tiny, you know what I mean? And then she's like Hulk, but like in a female version. Wow. I, I love that. Um, so how can people reach out to you if they want to, um, you know, reach out to you for help, for guidance? Uh, do of you course. do any like Zoom um, practices or is yeah. everything in person or? Um... Right now I'm all online because of COVID. Um, so if people want to work with me, they can participate in my online coaching program, which is like a monthly subscription where I, I coach people on nutrition, their workouts and mindset uh, and stress management as well. Uh, and people could reach out to me at Amanda at bodybyamandanyc.com. Um, and I also offer virtual one-on-one -on -one sessions. So if people do want to have that one-on-one -on -one coaching experience, I do mm -hmm. offer that on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime as well. Amazing. And maybe last question. I'm very curious to people's morning routines. Do you have like a morning routine that you stick to? Oh girl, my morning routine, it has to happen every morning or I literally feel off. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> not until COVID was I really taking a good chunk of time in the morning for me. Um, mm -hmm. it's, I started to make it happen right before COVID, but every morning I wake up, I know it sounds crazy, but I have to drink one liter of water with my vitamins. I down a liter of water. I got into this habit in my bodybuilding days. So I'm used to all this water. Um, so I, I wake up, I drink my vitamins and then I meditate for 20 minutes have to meditate every morning. Uh, and then I either journal or read 
So some, if I don't have a lot of time, I'll just journal real quick what I'm grateful for, just one or two sentences. Uh, if I have 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I'll read. I love, I've just gotten back into reading recently and it's, it feels so good. I, it's so good for our brains and it sets the tone for the day. And it's just, so that's my morning routine, you know? So my water, my tea, uh, meditation, and then taking something for myself in, in my mental state, either reading or journaling so important so important just having yeah it's true and just like to be able to shift uh from you know being on your phone to just reading a book yeah (laughs) reading is a very good exercise like a mind exercise and Mm -hmm. also a very great way i feel like to meditate because people think of meditation as sitting you know and being in this posture and but it's really not like i mean in my opinion meditation can just be uh, focusing on one thing and that can mm-hmm. be, that can be uh, doing the dishes, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, so I love it that you, that you have that in your morning routine. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a morning routine for success. <laughs> it is. It really sets the tone. You know, you ha- I think it's so important, uh, especially now more than ever for all of us to take that time to honor ourselves first and foremost, every morning, even, you know, I understand people don't have an hour a day that they could just wake up and do, you know, people are CEOs. They have four kids running around. They got to take care of this and that, you know, people have lives, but even if it is 10 minutes, five minutes, just to sit with yourself, honor yourself, take that time to think about what am I grateful for? How am I going to, you know, rise up and attack my day today? How am I 1% better today? It's so important. It is so important. So yes, morning routine is definitely something I stress with myself, but also my clients. Yes, I completely agree. By the way, before I let you go, your skin is flawless. Oh, girl, thank you. (laughs) I don't think I have seen someone's skin like you're so glowy and wow. I just, I love clear skin. Amazing. So love it. (laughs) Thank you. Where can people find you on social media if they want to reach out? Sure. Yeah. Social media is probably the best on Instagram. I'm at body by Amanda. Um, Facebook, you could also find me there as well. Body by Amanda, LLC. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for being here. Thank Thank you for sharing so much knowledge. Thank you for having me again. And you're lovely as well. I appreciate your time. So that was it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please take a minute to subscribe if you haven't already and review one of the episodes. Thank you so much for joining me and see you next week for a new episode.